0: A new report by the International Coalition on Drug Policy Reform and Environmental Justice found out tropical rainforests are under threat. The main reason behind the threat is they're also home to lucrative plants used to produce illegal drugs. Government corruption and legal solutions to replace the plants are also leading causes of destruction, according to the report. The wires contributor from 3CR's Earth Matters in Nam Melbourne, Judith Peppard, reports.
1: The International Coalition on Drug Policy Reform and Environmental Justice was set up in February 2023 to bring together people working in drug law reform and the environment movement to raise awareness of how drug prohibition damages the environment and to bring about policy change. Environment activist Clemmy James is the chair of the coalition.
0: Around our planet, there are different areas that can capture more carbon than others, even though the largest forests on our planet are in Russia and Canada, in terms of the forests that can suck in more carbon than others, they are our tropics, and those tropics follow the equatorial line. And the other thing that follows the equatorial line is the world's drug production um, movement.
1: Enter Neil Wood, a former police officer and undercover drugs operative in the UK, a member of the coalition and the international group Law Enforcement Action Partnership.
2: We are talking about interconnected transnational organised crime. We're talking about some of the most powerful organisations on the planet and they have connections to, to legitimate business, and legitimate politics.
1: Neil Wood is looking at how illegal drugs fuel big business that is dangerous for the environment. He argues it is the prohibition of drugs that financially fuels the danger.
2: Well, we have a monopoly, that means that whoever runs that monopoly has a bigger share of the profit. And increased profits are always, always invested in corruption, always, because that's the business model. So by trying to deal with this by policing, we are constantly making the corruption more likely and accelerating it. It's much cheaper and cost effective to corrupt a government official or a government than it is a customs official or a border guard or a police officer. So if you have more money, you corrupt higher up the pyramid. And that's what's happening. There are many examples around the world, but a really obvious example is that there used to be lots and lots of drug dealing gangs in Mexico, like most nations. But now they have three super cartels and those super cartels have a bigger GDP than most West African countries.
1: But why are these plants being grown in such environmentally sensitive areas?
0: Put simply, the reasons they are pushed into these frontiers is because they're hiding the production and cultivation of these plants. It's not like growing tomatoes or corn. This can't be done out in the open. This can only be done hidden. And the best place to hide these are up mountains, in jungles and in tropical rainforests.
1: The World's Annual Climate Conferences, or COPS, have attempted to put in place pledges to protect these most fragile of environments. But as Neil would suggest corruption from the money earned from the illegal drugs trade is eroding the potential for protective good governance.
2: The trouble is many of these equatorial countries do not control their own backyard, which makes those signatures meaningless. For this climate crisis, this growing and accelerating climate crisis, the only way we have a chance to deal with this is if we have effective governance. But the trouble is and this is probably, I would argue, the biggest problem that we've highlighted with this report, is that that governance in many areas has already completely been eroded and with every passing month is being eroded further.
1: In countries like Colombia, the government has attempted to bring in alternatives to illegal crops, but this has come with its own problems and hasn't protected the threatened environment. A point made by one of the co-authors of the report Researcher and activist from Colombia, Dr. Diego Andres Lugo-Vivas.
3: I think everybody knows that the most important ally for Colombia in this war on drugs is the U.S. So Colombia has been following uh, orders from the U.S., I might say too from the United Nations, And when we have these substitution policies, they are oriented towards the replacement of illicit crops toward illicit crops. So what I try to do is to analyze the toxicity and the toxic burden associated to those new legal activities. That is the first issue. And the second one that I study is large-scale extraction.
1: And when it comes to extraction, it's not just mining he's referring to.
3: Two different forms of extraction. The first one is mining, large-scale mining. To the extent that is legal, it is sold as a way of promoting new development outside the illegal world. That more than mining, it is the extraction of monocrops. It's a large-scale cultivation of monocrops that are flooding the, the countryside. Sugarcane is one of those, and palm oil is another one.
1: Meanwhile... Neil Wood is convinced that until the issue of prohibition is tackled, funds will continue to be used to corrupt officials to act in ways that don't help the environment.
2: You can corrupt entire governments with the value from the cocaine trade. That's not talking about the other drugs. That's not talking about all the cannabis which gets grown and shipped out of Latin America. That's the cocaine trade. And you can pay off your government officials, which is expensive, and you can increase your profits with this other kind of crime which is causing damage to the environment.
0: Neil Wood from the International Coalition on Drug Policy Reform and Environmental Justice, speaking with 3CR's Judith Peppard. You can listen to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network.